Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. You can find more of them like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcast. Simply search the KYMN Radio Podcast.
On August 5th, 1992, Jeff Picaro, a man some believed to be the best drummer in the world, was spraying a pesticide in his garden when he suddenly collapsed, the victim of a heart attack. He passed away later that evening at just 38 years old. Picaro came from a musical family. His father was Joe Picaro, a highly regarded Los Angeles session drummer who recorded with the likes of Stan Getz, Sarah Vaughan, and Frank Sinatra. His younger brothers would become very successful musicians in their own right. Steve as a keyboardist and a composer, Mike as a bass player. And they would both join their older brother in a band he formed with his friend David Pache that they called Toto. In a family of accomplished musicians, Jeff stood out. His sense of rhythm, his metronomic ability to keep time, and his seemingly endless versatility made him the most in-demand session drummer of them all. He declined invitations to join bands probably on a regular basis. Mark Knopfler tried to get him to join Dire Straits. Bruce Springsteen wanted Picaro to be his drummer after the E Street Band broke up. Had Steely Dan actually had an active roster of band members beyond Donald Fagan and Walter Becker, Jeff Picaro probably would have been considered their drummer. Instead, Picaro played with his fellow session players in Toto and created music that not only sold millions and millions of records, but also put his name into the history books. His work on one of Toto's biggest hits in particular, a song we'll talk about in a moment, is still referenced by drummers and other musicians 40 years after it became a monster hit on Top 40 Radio. So, in a second installment of our occasional series on session players and side musicians, we are going to examine the legacy left behind by a man who is remembered as a drummer who could play anything. From sugary pop to complicated jazz arrangements, and from quiet ballads to straight-up rock anthems, anything Jeff Picaro played on would eventually start to swing, and we are going to hear a lot of that this evening. Tonight, on the 29th anniversary of his tragic passing, we are going to groove to the music powered by the swinging backbeat of Jeff Picaro. My name is Rich Larson. His name is Daniel G. Moyer. This is the weekly list. Good evening, everybody. You're listening to AM 1080 and FM 95.1 KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us once again on another edition of The Weekly List. I know that you are like oh, ridiculously excited about this show I am show so pumped. This is one of my boys. This yeah, is one of my guys. Yeah, I, just, I just, before I pretty much kind of let you just take this show over... <laughs> Um, I feel like you're coming in tonight with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. Um, and I just want to say, yeah, okay. I just want to say <laughs> that I, we, as it turns out, you and I are in remarkable yeah. agreement on pretty much everything on the show tonight, to the point where there is not a song on the set list where I'm pissed off that we had to cut one of your songs to to keep from playing from a, another song that I would have wanted to play. Okay. I'm going to have to wrap my head around that. No, I mean it's for real. Like I'm okay. not even pissed about the set list tonight. Really? Yeah, that's my, at all. That, not that's even... my point. Not even I'm not even remotely annoyed by the set wow. list. Wow. I know. Okay. I know. So that that my brother that's... is 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 how lockstep we are tonight. Well, I'll tell you what, for the first time ever 
Um, before we we typically pick six, yes. six each. Yes. And so there's two songs in particular that we had to play. And yes. Rich and I actually agreed on these two mm-hmm. songs before we went even further. It's like, okay, these two have to be there. So let's decide right that right now. Gates. Right, right out, out of the, the gates. gates. Yeah. And then it was, okay, you pick five, I'll pick five. Right. And I, the five I picked, I picked for very, very distinct reasons and purposes. Okay. You know, and I'm sure that you did too. Um, but, I mean, Jeff Picaro, um, Jeffrey Thomas Picaro, one of these guys that... He's a musician's musician. Yes. yes. He's a consummate, perf- perfect timekeeper. Yeah. I mean, at no time does he ever lose his place in the beat. Mm-hmm. Doesn't allow anybody that's playing with him to understand that the beat is going someplace else. He's in lockstep mm-hmm. with the song. He's in lockstep with the other musicians. Even when he does these amazing fills and these bits and pieces where you're kind of going, how is the beat still there? Like, the beat remains. There, Perfect time. There are there are times in, in, in some of those songs where he just kind of go like, uh, we're, we're going to play a Boz Skaggs show. Oh, yeah. We already played one, but but like later in the show where he just kind of wanders off, but the beat is it, still there. just there. It's there. Yeah. I I can honestly say, and I, I started out in piano, and piano is a percussion instrument. Mm-hmm. And I spent time playing in a drum section. I am not, <laughs> I don't have perfect time. I don't. Picaro did. And you always know precisely where the the beat is in the song. Yeah. Even if he's not hitting on the beat, yeah. the groove is there. This guy right. has got such a right. definitive sense of style. Right. And we'll talk more about yeah. him. I don't want to the whole thing all at once. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think I think we should acknowledge though that that um, they're really like there there there's a handful of drummers out there, um, or that have been out there that cannot be replicated. Right. Right. I mean, Keith Moon, Neil Peart, um, maybe to a lesser extent Ringo, um, Jeff. Jeff Picaro is one of those guys. Yeah, he is. There has not been anyone like him since. And he's such an amalgamation of different styles, and you have to understand who he listened to. Mm-hmm. One of his heroes was Bernard Purdy. Yeah. Um, and he did all kinds of stuff. I think Bernard Purdy was 1939 was when he was born. So, I mean, he played with B.B. King and all these guys. Um, and he, was, he developed what was known as the Purdy Shuffle. And what the Purdy yep. Shuffle is, is it's the use of playing triplets over a half-time signature to get kind of that shuffle groove. And Picaro loved him. He also listened to a guy by the name of Jim Gordon and Jim Keltner. And you know who Jim Keltner is. I know who Jim Gordon is, too. Jim Gordon, yeah. I know who both those guys are. Jim Gordon, just as an aside, was the drummer in Derek and the Dominoes. Yes. Who did way too much acid. Yes. And started hearing voices in her in his head and one day he heard his <laughs> mother's voice say come to my house and kill me. So he did. Yeah. And now he's he, he's still alive but he is he's he's, he's not Jim's gone away now. Yeah. Yeah. But Jim Keltner was such a hero to to Picaro that Keltner's whole thing was wearing a vest. Yeah. That's why Jeff Picaro wore a vest <laughs> was simply because out of respect and they they played on each other's stuff all the time yeah. and Keltner was one of the one of the few people that not only was he Jeff Picaro's hero, but he also considered Jeff Picaro a peer. Yeah. So if you can imagine that, yes. I mean, and there were times where well, he'd you're say, my hero. Don't give, don't give me the session. Give it to Picaro because Picaro will 
will kick my butt on it. You're my hero, and I, I hope that you consider me a peer. So I can. Oh wow, man! I can I can relate. So, but you know, I the first song that we played was the Lido Shuffle, which um, I just, a song I just love. It's a great like, song. Take Jeff Percaro out of there. I still just love that song. Yeah, but you got to have that groove. The well, groove. Yeah. The groove from Percaro fuels the whole thing. Yes. Um, this was a song that was written by David Page and Boz Skaggs. Yep, David. Let's let's back up for okay. one more second because you you are, are assuming an awful lot that, that people know an awful lot okay. about Toto. Toto <laughs> was a band made up of Los Angeles session musicians, including Jeff Percaro, Steve Lukather, David Pace, uh, David Hungate. Yes, and Steve Percaro. Uh, Steve Percaro, oh, Bobby Kimball. Those, those, Bobby that was Kim, the original yeah. five. Bobby Kimball was the singer. Steve Percaro joined very soon afterwards. Right. And eventually David Hungate left and Mike Percaro became the, uh, right. the bass player. Um, David, it's, David, I mean, David Page and Jeff Percaro formed this band. They yeah, were, they LA, are the leaders. Yeah. David Page was, was a, it was a keyboard player, session, uh, session musician along with Percaro. They, those two guys said, we should, we should put a band together. And the pedigree behind this band. That here's how. Here's where they formed. I mean, um, Jeff Picaro's family came from Connecticut. His father was Joe Picaro, yep. fantastic percussionist and drummer in his own right. They move out to California, and Joe Picaro gets a gig playing percussion on the Glenn Campbell Good Times Hour nice. TV show. There he meets Marty Pache. Marty Pache is kind of the musical hmm. conductor on this. Of course, being musicians and having kids that are musicians, they bring their kids along. So Marty Page's son is David Page, and Joe Picaro's son is Jeffrey Picaro. Yeah. And they're both about the same age. They go to the same high school. They start hanging out from an early age, about 16, 17. And Jeff Picaro is incredibly talented, and he gets picked up by a lot of people and makes a lot of connections, including Sonny and Cher. And spends a great deal of time playing with Sonny and Cher. He dropped out of high school. He dropped out of high school. To, to, to go play with Sonny and Cher. Yeah. Can you imagine that? It's I, like 19... 19- I kind of can, actually, especially in the 60s. Like, yeah, I mean, he was 18. Yeah. He was 18. Yep. And so this is like 1972, I think, right. that he's doing that. Right. And he goes on the road with, with Sonny and Cher. Yep. And then one thing leads to another. Um, he pl- spends time with Steely Dan. He spends time with uh, Seals and Croft. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll get into this, but he brings in David Page as a writer because Boss Skaggs was in a tough way. He had had some failed albums, was yep. really needing a hit, um, and Skaggs had this idea for the song uh, Lido Shuffle when he heard the song Magneto and Titanium Man. Oh, really? Yeah, Is from really? the Wings Venus yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. And Venus so Mars. anyhow, the basic se- session involved Jeff Picaro on drums. David Hungate, which is how that link was made, Pache on keyboards, and then a guitarist by the name of Freddie Tackett. Who, who went on to join Little Feet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, it's it's got that signature Picaro intro to the whole thing, and it just shoots off from there. And what a great groove. Yeah, great. So, and, and, of course... Silk Degrees, the album that it came from, was a monster hit. The biggest album of Boz Gag's career. Biggest. Saved his entire career. Saved his career, yeah. You know, so had that album had the, not been done the way that it was, you've never heard of Boz Gag's. 
which would be a shame. Low down and all Actually, that Actually, we would have heard of Boss Gags because eventually you and I would be doing a session musician <laughs> yeah, that's true. show about Boss Gags. Who's this guy? <laughs> you know, and, and Skaggs played guitar on this as well. Yeah, because you know, so yeah, Boss can play a little guitar. He, he's been known for that. He's not bad. Yeah. yeah so. Anyway, so that was Lilo Shuffle from yeah. Silk Degrees 1976. Next up, though, is I, I, on so many different levels... This song is a little tiny piece of history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, contrary to popular belief and urban legend, this song is not about Rosanna Arquette. No, it's not. Even though she was dating Steve uh, Porcaro when in the band, uh, who, of the band Toto when this song became yep. a hit. And it's funny. The song is actually written about a number of different people, um, but both the band and Arquette went along with the joke publicly um, and said it was about her. Yeah. It, it's not at all. It's but not, it was yeah. a good, funny story. Right. And it was it was a kind of nod how these cats would have this weird sense of humor and make up all this kinds of stuff and then have fun with it in the press. Because right. it, was, it was a way for them to yeah. kind of get a giggle. Right. Um, this song reached number two on the Billboard's Hot 100 for five consecutive weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it spent its time behind Don't You Want Me by mm-hmm. Human League, and then also Eye of the Tiger, which is interesting. because Which, that was the number one song of 1982. Of okay. It was written by David Paish and won Grammy for Record of the Year. The, the beat on this is kind of referred to as the Rosanna Shuffle. Yes. And it's so distinctive. Um, it's a halftime shuffle and anyhow, it features a number of ghost notes and it was actually wait, derived. Wait, 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 stop. Mm-hmm. What's a ghost note? Ghost notes are beats that are not with a, they're marked on sheet music as just an X with a line down. Okay. There's no, it doesn't have a melodic sound to it. Okay. You know, so it's, it's, you know how some notes are notated not, it, like it's F it's not or D a or it's not a rest. It's a beat, but it's considered more of a solid beat. It doesn't define what drum you hit it on because oh, okay. drums are all tuned, right? Right. So it doesn't really have that. It's it's just marked as a ghost ghost note, and it's a combination of the Purdy Shuffle, which we talked about before, and then also Bonham's Shuffle on um, Fool in the Rain. Slight touch of a Bo Diddley beat in wait, there wait, as well. Wait, wait, wait. Again, you're you're assuming an awful lot about our poor audience. John Bonham of Led Zeppelin yes. playing on the Led Zeppelin song Fool in the Rain from the In, in Through the Outdoor. Yes. If you take all of these beats together and you mix them together as Jeff Picaro brilliantly does, that's how you get the Rosanna Shuffle. It's built up of pieces. And Picaro was a genius at hearing these things and assembling them in his own mind to create something totally unique. So if you listen to Rosanna, and you go back and you listen to Fool in the Rain, and you listen to a bit of Bo Diddley, and you put them all together, if you, can, if you just hear those other songs and think about Rosanna, you start to get how all the pieces congealed in Jeffrey Picaro's mind, and more importantly, in his hands, and how he played it. And it's such a musical event. It's unreal when you start to assemble this. Um... Then you get the composition by David Page at the same time, and you've got two lead singers on this. You've yep. got Steve Lukather, and, and you've got Bobby, Bobby Kimball. Right. And not only have they got this groove going, <laughs> when when it gets between the the transition between Lukather and Kimball, it goes from an, being in G major to F, F major. major. Yeah, you know, it's like. 
who does this? Toto. Yeah, they, you I know, mean, and you know why they did that? Because they're Toto. Because they could. Exactly, yeah. they can. Yeah. So, yeah. man, from the album four, which actually also saved Toto's career. It did actually because. <laughs> The first album was relatively yeah. a hit with You Don't Hold the Line. Um, there's some great songs on Hydra and Turn Back, which are the second and third albums, but really no. they were on their last legs. This song saved the band. did. was the first single, um, and I think the album four went on to win something like five Grammys. It won a bunch of Grammys. So yeah. monster hit. Yeah, and monster we're going to talk more about Toto 4 later in the show too. But uh, for now, from 1982, this is... Toto with Rosanna on 95.1 AYMN, The Ghost Night.
take chances Go ahead, just do it And trust yourself There's a soul In the city Watching over us tonight There's a soul Believing you're lucky, that's all And showing just a little bit of faith There's a soul in the city Watching over us, I swear His 1991 album, Vagabond Heart, featuring Jeff Picaro on the drums. That was the Motown song. Here's the things I know about the Motown song. And we're not even going to spend a whole lot of time talking about this song because there's not much to say. It was originally written uh, for a movie that nobody remembers except for me, and I'll bet you do too. Kevin Bacon. Quicksilver, yeah. a, song, a movie about uh, bike, messengers bike messengers in New York. Wow, I never actually saw it, but I remember <laughs> the movie. Yeah, it was playing at the movie theater where I uh, where I was working, but I never saw the movie. Yeah, um, that's also Steve Lukather on guitar on that. Okay, and it's also David Pace playing, and uh, I think Steve 
Steve Picaro and Mike Picaro as well. I mean, you've got basically Toto as the backing sessions on these. Plus, you've got the Temptations singing. Yes, and, and the Temptations. And, and, oh, yeah, and the Temps as well. Yeah, oh, oh, by the way. <laughs> oh, by the way, off to the side. And, I mean, if, if you need any proof, you can hear Blue Franklin just singing in the, the yeah. bass in the background there. It's, it's awesome. Um, I, we were just talking off mic. That song, it's a great song. And 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 a really good song for Rod Stewart, like just yeah. You know? I'm not sure that it's especially a great musician session playing from. Well, Carl how would you know because of the way it's produced and engineered? There's yeah. like whoever recorded that song. There's just there should be all kinds of nuance in that song that's not in there. No, but I mean it's it's Rod Stewart. This is mainly a vocal thing yeah. and. Jeff Baccaro and the Toto guys, they're basically in service to the song. And it's obvious. And Richard Perry was the producer on this. And it was, okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. We need you to play. We need you to be rock solid. We don't need you to be flashy. And they're not. No. Um, this is going to be Rod Stewart singing. It's going to be the Temptations background vocals. And, hey, these cats are smart enough to, they're going to play to the song. And it's like, okay, we're being paid to do a gig. And it's going to be for Rod and the Temps. So there it is. Boom. We cut it, I, we're out of the way. I, I like the song uh, very much. I like the song, and I like the way Rod sings it, and, and, and I enjoy the, the, the playing on it. I just, I, I just. It's not flashy. I would, I, well, no, I don't care that it's flashy. I just, as a producer, I would have approached it very differently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, there's not as much of a groove, and it was relying on the vocalist. To really and I really, I think, groove. I mean, the, the song is memorable to a lot of people because of the uh, the music video, which, which was I, an, an animated thing. Yeah. It, yeah. So. Anyway, moving on. Next is a song that I picked, and yes. there's a, there's a lot of reasons that I picked this. Um. When necessary, Picaro could just flat out deliver a rocker. And mm -hmm. the song that we're going to play is called Carmen. And it was the first track um, on the Isolation album, which was it the lesser successful follow-up to Four. And it came out in 1984. Can, um, can, can I just say that sure. you're going to completely disagree with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah. I know I will. Toto, the band, has a real habit of shooting itself in the foot. Okay. Um. They 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 would have a like well it became an occasional thing. There would be these hits, right? Mm -hmm. And so they would show you what they were completely capable of, mm -hmm. and then they'd say, you know what? For the next album, <laughs> let's challenge our audience to the point where no one on radio is going to play us. Right? Yeah. Now there was a single off this album that did get some radio radio play. It was Called Stranger in This Town. Nobody knows that song. Right. It got some radio play. Yeah, the, but the, it was it was not what I would call a hit. Well, yeah. Um, Toto had a real problem after four because their lead singer, Bobby Kimball, got arrested for cocaine trafficking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a bit of a problem. Yeah. So he's going to be doing time potentially. And Toto are not clean. I mean, think, think, think. they kind of went, you know what? We got to we got to get rid think, of you. Think, and we got to find a need. Think, a new think about that for a second. You're you're the you're the lead singer in a band that's selling millions and millions of records and touring the world. And you think. I need a side hustle. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to deal coke. Well, you know, and the thing, the session musician scenes in Los Angeles, I mean, we're we're not talking about a bunch of saints here. And what no. it probably was is another musician going and saying, hey, Bobby, man, have you got something? Sure, yeah, here you go. And like, ah, here's 50 bucks or whatever. And then, woo, 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 
true. Yeah, well, you know, that's how that stuff yeah. goes down. You know, they, they, there are a lot of different theories and rumors that surround Jeff Picaro's yeah, there death. Are. And one of them is that uh, he, his heart attack was brought on by... Hardening co- of the arteries? Cocaine use. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And, you know, the members of Toto, they're going to... He's a brother. I mean, it's yeah. literally kind of like you and I are. Yeah. Without... <laughs> Without the California snow involved, um, <laughs> you and I will have a drink from time to time. Mm, you know? Yes, but you know. So anyhow, Toto's in a real bind here. They need to get a new lead singer. David Hungate has now left. Right, he left after the sessions of four. Right. and was replaced by Mike Picaro. Bobby Kimball fired. Toto goes. Well, what do we do? So they <laughs> they record the soundtrack to the movie Dune. Um, which you want to talk about shooting yourself in the foot, man. Well, that, that, nobody that, even knows about that. Toto fans don't know that. It's actually a pretty good record if you're into that. But Dune, not a good, not a good movie. A, a, a huge disappointment. Oh, that movie. like they, they're, I remember the buzz. Like so many people were so excited for that movie when it came out, and it just stunk. You know, they, they've remade Dune. Yeah, it's and, I'm psyched for it. Well, here's the thing, that. The uh, the uh, opening of that movie has been moved back at least four times. Not all because of COVID nineteen, by the way. Oh, danger! This one, danger, Will Robinson. I'm, I'm predicting right now this one's gonna suck. Because like I other love one. the book by Frank Herbert. Sure. I mean, I read a whole bunch of the because you know sci fi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, so they're stuck. They need to find a vocalist. They first offered it to Richard Page, and Richard Page oh. looked at this and went, "You know what? I'm gonna stick with my band called Mister Mister." Right. Which is probably a wise move for him. Another band made up of session, session musicians, guys. except you know, all, somehow was... all of them from Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, weird. So anyhow, they offered it to Freddie or Fergie Ferd- Fredrickson, who is from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I think that they were trying to go with a Midwest guy. Michigan, Michigan, Grand Rapids. Okay, he actually wound up living more in Minneapolis. Yeah, and you and I saw him when we went to see Toto. At, yeah, uh, and Trocadero. I was bummed that yeah. he did not sing on this song in, in live when we saw him. I was really hoping it because I love this song. This is one of those man. It's the desperation between David Page's voice, which is calmer, and and Fergie is crazy. Mm-hmm. And towards the end, at the end where he's going, come and come and you know, back and forth right after Lukather does these waves of guitar. Listen to that, man. It gets the last minute is so intense for me. I know that when I get excited about music, I tend to talk. You're so very intense fast. that you actually need to talk into your microphone a little more. <laughs> I am because I'm, I'm concerned that I'm talking so rapidly. No, I, I, this is where all of the little child of me just kind of flips out and I get to talk and think about theory and just stuff that makes me intense and crazy and tingle and tingle. Yeah. I, this is the stuff where my goosebumps happen listening to this. I've heard this song about a bazillion times. Every time I listen to it, you know, I I just like just now (laughs) after 30 years, (laughs) I have finally realized what might be the major complete difference between the way you approach music and the way I approach music. Bob Dylan, we always did feel yeah. the same. We just saw it from a different Yeah, we just come... We come at this... You are a musician, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. come at this from theory and, and, and tingles and things, and I am two things. Mm-hmm. I am a writer, and I'm an historian, mm-hmm. right? 
So, like, you can't understand why I'm not listening to music that's coming out right now, right? Right. Because I'm too busy, like, reading about something that came out in 1957. I'm, like, reading a Miles uh, kind of blue, right? right? Yeah. But I also, like, you you are approaching this. You like you like the rhythm and you like the way Steve Lukather is playing his guitar in relation to, to, to the way that Jeff Carr is playing his drums and all that stuff. Where I'm just going, well, what are the lyrics? You know? Yeah. How, well, you know? and I, I'm a big on the lyrics guy, too, but... I like the immediacy of this, you know, the just, uh, I, I can't even put my, my, you, but you're getting, you get a visceral reaction. To yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. And, and I, I hear the song and I think, wow, this was recorded in 1984. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all about check out that sound. Yeah. And I'm all about, Ooh, check out that sound. Yeah. And for me, it's, <laughs> it's all about the drive of the beat. And I, I hear Fergie Fredrickson's voice and just the intensity, the right. insistency right. of that voice. And right. where he starts screaming the words Carmen so much that it, he starts doubling it up yeah. towards the end at one point. Wow. And, and it's just intense. One of the so. things that we are both is we are both romantics. So yeah. that's that's why something like that just works so well. Yeah. Okay, so 40 minutes into the show, we're going to play our third song, fourth song. <laughs> It's going to be a long night, kids. I promise you, I'm going, to start, I'm going to start Rain and Danny in after this. This is <laughs> from the 1984 album uh, uh, Isolation. Isolation. Thank you. This is Carmen on 95.1 KYMN. <laughs>
Welcome back to the Weekly List. My name is Rich Larson, your crab-ass host of the show, <laughs> along with my dear, dear, dear friend, Daniel G. Moyer. Who is, Remember that for what I'm going to say. Yeah. I, oh, okay, here we go. That was uh, that was Human Touch by Bruce Springsteen off of his uh, 1992 album, Human Touch. Was uh, it, Human Touch came out. Bruce Springsteen broke up the E Street Band mm-hmm. in 1990 at, at, at the end of the uh, um, Tunnel, of Love, Tunnel of Love tour, and uh, put put a whole new band together, and used it, when he was recording this the, uh, uh, this album and the album that came out at the same time, uh, Lucky Town. He used a whole bunch of session musicians. That particular song featured current Journey bassist, former uh, American, uh, American Idol, Idol judge, and former journey bassist randy jackson yep and jeff Picaro on drums he begged Picaro to go on tour with him yep and Picaro said no man i i i gotta go on tour with toto sorry and then Picaro died like five months later yeah yeah anyway um <laughs> the, only thing, the only other thing i have to say about that song is that uh springsteen put out two albums yep uh at the same time between the two albums, those two particular albums, there's like six good songs. Sorry, Brian Johnson, I know you disagree with me. There's like six good songs between those two albums. That's the best one. Um, Jeff Beccaro had a way of playing to the song. Yeah. And I don't like that song. Interesting. And I don't think... Beccaro, he basically serviced the song, and if he did too much to that song, the real crap of that song would have come out. Of those... Two records, um, "Lucky Town" in my mind was the only song I liked of those two records. The, Lu- "Lucky Town" is the better album, yeah. But there's nothing on "Lucky Town" in my mind as good as "Human Touch." Okay, Jeff Picaro was not on "Lucky." No, Town No, he was at not. All. In I, fact, I think he did only all of, he all of the Picaro stuff except for the only drums. played on "Human Touch." Yeah, that was yeah. the only thing. Yeah. And well, I love Bruce Springsteen. I do. I know you do. Um, I really do. Oh my god, "Human Touch." And the Lucky Town albums. Um, Low points. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And he broke up the E Street Band for it. Moving so. on. Okay, the next thing that we're going to play is one of Jeff Picaro's big pieces was uh, Steely Dan. Yeah. And he was the guy on Katie Lied, which was came out in 1975. The song that we're going to play is called Your Gold Teeth 2. And the basic session really is Picaro on drums, Chuck Rainey on bass, and Michael O'Martin on keyboards. Why are you Why are you looking at me like I should know who Michael O'Martin is? Well, he's a, he's a pretty famous producer and keyboard player. He plays on everything. See, here, here's what I here's what I I need to explain to you. But you're right a historian now. guy. I thought you would have checked him out. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. To the rest of our audience, <laughs> you are so smart. Mm-mm. Oh, no, 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 no. Just, just, you just okay. listen with your okay. ears and not your mouth, mister. Okay. All right. You are so, you know so much, right? That you're like, you're at level like 19, right? Where most people, and I think a lot of the people who listen to this show are somewhere between like level eight and like level 14. But you, the way you, like, you're so far above, including me, I'm at like level 16 or 17. <laughs> You talk at like a level 15 as like your baseline, right? Like so there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes way over the heads of, of our listeners. So my job, I'm, I'm, I'm now taking okay. on the role within the weekly Rain list. Read it in, Danny. No. Well, yes, yes, but also to interpret for you. That's, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Music is one of those things. Yeah. I mean, it's just my thing. This song in particular is really weird, and I will grant you, it is I really weird. I love this song. This was it's, this song was a really this was a big this song was a big step forward for. Yo, Sunday this Man. this was now Donald Fagan. The way that they wrote this, um, what he did is he gave Picaro a bunch of Charles Mingus records. Yeah, I, I love this. Yeah, I love this. And you know, Danny Richmond was the player on the drum. The thing about this this song is it's written in three different time signatures. Mm-hmm. It's written in 6-8, 3-8, and 9-8. And I'll explain how time signatures Please, work. Please, just, just, let, let's, just, let's just roll with this. We don't, we, we don't have okay. enough time to well, explain no, no. how time signatures it, it's work. It's very, very simple. 4-4 four, four is four beats per measure. The quarter note gets one count. A 6-8 eight is eight beats per, per measure. Six, six beats per... Six note gets one count. Anyhow, this changes through time signatures quite a bit, and that makes the song. That's all I'm going to say. There you go. <laughs> and uh, do yourself Wikipedia time signatures. <laughs> learn about it. D- Donald Fagan gave uh, Jeff Picaro those Charles Mingus al- albums and said, "I want you to play with this guy's feel." And mm-hmm. and and Picaro had never heard this guy play before. He went home for two days to listen to the Charles Mingus albums, which, by the way, is not an easy thing to do. No, it's not. Because Mingus is... Um, He's what, He was brilliant, but it, it, you got to understand jazz to understand Charles yeah, Mingus. Do. I don't get Charles Mingus. Oh. And, and I don't. Check him out. And uh, and uh, two days later, Picaro came back and he had it. He mm-hmm. had it. Anyway, this is from Katie Lyde, 1975. This is Steely Dan uh, with Your Gold Teeth 2 on 95.1 KYMN. The <laughs> Life is unreal. 
Seals and Crops from, I think, 1976? 73. 73, okay. With, uh, this is early. Yeah, okay. With Di- Oh, that's right. This is early in Picaro's career, actually. Yeah. With uh, Diamond Girl. Um, doing research on, on this particular song, you know what I learned? What well, you learn? That I didn't know? Do you... Like in, I suppose it was in the late '80s. Dan Seals uh, had mm-hmm. a pretty, became a pretty big country star for a little yeah. while, right? Yeah. Everyone thought he was the guy from Seals and Crofts. No, <laughs> no, Dan Seals actually was England Dan yes. of England Dan and John Ford, Ford Coley. Coley. I, and and but Jim Seals of Seals and Crofts is Dan Seals' brother. Yeah, I I, I, yeah, I, I learned heard that, that someplace as well. Yeah, I learned yeah. that this week. Yeah. There it is. Okay. And there's nothing in 6-8 time there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> one, two, Look, three, it, four, five, six, I, I, one. I wasn't worried about 6-8 time. I was worried that you were going to try, try to explain 9-8 time to everybody. Oh, that's, that's, there's I a mean, whole lot of counting. You know, why, don't, why don't we just talk about Bill Brubeck and take five? I mean, you know, yeah, you know, one, okay. two, three. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a childhood counting I, I, time. I was, I was kidding. I was kidding. I was kidding. Guess what time it is, Danny? It's time for Haiku Rich's Little Haiku Corner. I'm, I'm okay, right. go on. Uh, again, maybe perhaps uh, not even a narrative, but just a statement in four haikus. Usually, and also talk about time, five, seven, five. Okay, I'm done. Five, seven, five, five, seven, five, five, seven, five, five, seven, five, yes. Um, usually I try to go for, you know, I try to be funny with my yeah. haikus. I didn't, I didn't hit that mark th- oh, really? this week. Well, it's, just, it's just a thing. It's just Lead me on, man. You want a rock band? You want to be a big star? Get a great drummer. Hey, that works. Yes. And it's a haiku and a statement of fact all at the same time. Rock and roll can't work without a swinging backbeat and a sweet time. Uh, I just messed that up. Try it again. <laughs> See, it's all about time. Count yeah, time. time. See, you've got time on my mind. Rock and roll can't work. Without a swinging backbeat and a sweet tom fill. Mm. Rosanna Shuffle is drumming 101 now because it's perfect. It is. From Boz to Luke and Sonny and Cher and the rest. Thanks, Jeff. We miss you. Oh, God. Now that... That was you. You hit me right there. I got the feels. I got. Man. I got you in the feels, didn't I? Yeah, it was yeah. right there. Right. Swinging cat, yeah, right see. there. Yeah, now, there if you just, you know. Okay, this is now some serious stuff. Yeah. Because th- things are getting ridiculous again. Yeah, they are. Okay. Well, of course, we're talking about imminent brewing and COVID nineteen. First of all, we want to thank imminent brewing and Lauren Derek Myers for sponsoring the show. Thank. We love imminent brewing. Thanks, you guys. Thank you for making the weekly list possible. Danny, are you fully vaccinated? You know I am. I know you are. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. You don't believe that you've been microchipped? No. You don't think the government's trying to control you? you no. Don't, you don't think that this thing was so rushed that it's going to like give you some kind of weird... like? No, time signatures like, rule me, dude. Not, it's not microchips. You don't, you don't think that they're going to put little tiny time signatures into your blood that's going to make <laughs> that you... That was like, there before yeah, this. Yeah, well, that's true, actually. <laughs> okay. Anyone out there who tells you that the vaccines are weird or wrong or don't work or you don't trust the vaccines, you're just full of nonsense. Knock it off. I just, yeah. Okay. Um, Vaccines are only helpful. So if you're vaccinated, when you go to Imminent Brewing, 
you don't have to wear a mask. But right now, it probably might not be a bad idea. It might not be a bad idea. Uh, in fact, uh, in, your, in Rice County, we are now under the, gui- uh, under the recommendation of the Centers for Disease Control that you wear a mask indoors. Yeah, look, uh, if you're, you're kids, people. this pandemic has to get past humanity. It has to. We need to kill it. That means get the vaccination, wear the mask, do all the stuff that the experts are saying, not what the Internet told you. You know what? I'm even going to just throw this script away, and we're just going to say, look, this is serious. Yeah. This is the real thing. People are going to start dying again. People are going to, we're going to all have to shut ourselves down again. Kids are going to have to stay home from school again because 38% of the population doesn't trust the vaccines. Yeah. Get, in the immortal words of Al, Al, Al Gore, get with the goddamn program. Whoa. Well, and here's the thing. I just want to keep this back to real because imminent brewing just opened. They're starting to get the stuff, you know, you've got you've got the patio going and all that kind of stuff and they do so many wonderful brews. Don't take imminent away from me. No, please don't. <laughs> you know, we got we had Sam Ryden uh uh well, actually he's playing there tonight, so if you're listening to this, oh, you can't go see Sam Ryden, but we got sorry. we've got we have live music this week and in yeah. 2 weeks Matt Arthur is going to be there. And we've got music after that too. And like, music is back, and the dogs are back, and and oh, man, you don't, ha- you know, you, you, this is when we're supposed. This, folks, just get the shots. Yeah, okay. Rich is getting worked up like I get worked up about music. So, what are the hours for imminent? Well, tell, tell me. As of tonight, mm-hmm. Thursdays have now been ex- uh, uh, have now been um, uh, extended to nine o'clock. So the four to nine. Oh, great. Four to nine on Fridays. Two to nine on Saturdays, two to seven on Sundays. That's a weekend, man. Right, right, okay. Um, new beer on tap this week, mm-hmm. Tangerine Dragon Squirrel. Really? Yes, it, which is not a new beer because we've done it before. But I want to say it's that. Back. But it's it, back. It's yeah. back. Tangerine Dragon Squirrel. And uh, coming in the next few weeks, right, um, the incredibly popular specialty beer, like the most popular specialty beer that Imminent has ever done, the annual honey basil ale. Nice. Oh, do you like basil? Yeah, I do. Do you like honey? Yeah. Oh, it's a good beer. I mean, it's kind of like that Reese's peanut butter cup, you know, chocolate bit. peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, Why exactly. wouldn't you want that it's, together? It's such a good beer. Nice. In two weeks, the uh, the raspberry rhubarb will mm. be available. Oh, that's a good okay. beer, too. Um, and I just found out today that at the end of August, uh, we are going to release uh, our very famous Oktoberfest. Ooh. Yeah, which is a phenomenally good beer. Now, I like fall. I want to hang on to summer some more. So, okay, I'm with you. you know, I mean, I'm with you. I love summer. So, you know, there's I also like cold. the pineapple the, the pineapple wheat beer is still available. That's nice. Yeah. So that's a nice, it's a very nice summer beer. And you gave me something today, right? Cannon River Pale Ale. Okay. Yeah. I still haven't even opened the other one. So I, <laughs> I was in St. Louis this weekend. Right. I just kind of went, you know what? We're going to hop back on the wagon for a while. We're going to let this stuff pile up. <laughs> it was a great Friday, Saturday night. That's all I'm going to say. So I think <laughs> I think you should get vaccinated. Danny thinks you should get vaccinated. You know yeah. who else thinks you should get vaccinated? Uh, people with half a brain. No, those people don't think you should be. Oh, okay. And, uh, Jackson Brown thinks you should get vaccinated. I wouldn't doubt that for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, okay. We agreed right out of the gates that Rosanna and this other Toto song needed to mm-hmm. be on the list. We also. <laughs> this is where it got funny. We also agreed 
without without even talking about it that that the pretender needed to be on the list because I had a preliminary list put together. You and here's the thing: Rich never tells me his list no, beforehand. No, because I wait for Danny to give me, and then I just fill in what needs to be filled in. <laughs> the pretender was on Danny's list too, <laughs> of yeah, course. Yeah, so so we both agree that this song had to be here. I love Jackson Brown. He just put out an outstanding new record. I've, I've heard a it. little bit. It's it, good. It's, it's really good, man. It's I, really I've, good. Jackson Brown is not one of these guys that I'm like big on. You know, you wouldn't know that I'm a giant Jackson Brown fan. But he kind of lurks in my background. I'm a huge. Jason I love Brown the fan. guy, and I might as well come out and admit to it that everything that he's ever done, I love. <laughs> you know, <laughs> lives in the balance. I remember somebody's baby. Oh yeah. Oh man, in '82, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, man. Oh yeah. God, everything about that. Jennifer Jason Lee sneaking out of her uh, her bedroom window yeah, to the I tune mean, of the guy's just baby. such a great singer songwriter. He's related to the Jacks or to the. To the Eagles, and, he had but, he had a run in the mid seventies that was three albums. It was uh, it, it was uh, Late for the Sky, The Pretender, and Running on Empty. Mm-hmm. And of uh, there, there's one song off of each of those albums that's just monster good. It, there's uh, uh, the song Late for the Sky, mm-hmm. the song The Pretender, and the song Running on Empty. Right. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, when the Pretender album was a pretty critical album, also. In Brown's career, it, he's kind of coming at one of these points, and when he came into the studio, and this is 1976, he only really had the lyrics, which were pretty well completed, and, and little bits of the song shape, and then Picaro gets it, and <laughs> you know, so anyhow, the producer on this was John Landau, yeah. who also worked with uh, Springsteen. Well, he's now Springsteen's manager, yeah, right, and has, he's the guy that wrote the uh, review that said, "I've seen the future of rock and roll, and its name is Bruce Springsteen," right. Yeah. So anyhow, they start recording the track, and you know the section that's you know caught between the longing for love and the legal tender? Yeah. Anyhow, Picaro added this additional tom-tom part that sat in this perfect groove, and all of a sudden, Brown's lyrics that he had written no longer worked correctly. <laughs> and so producer John Landau told Brown, was like, there are too few lyrics now. And Brown goes, well... What do we do? Well, you, you know, have, we've you, got a hole here. You add another word. And no, Lando goes and says, well, you're a writer. You can write something. Write another line. And so Brown had to add the words, where the sirens sing and the church bells ring and the, the junk, junk man, man pounds, pounds his, his fender. fender. That's all because Jeff Picaro added this extra Tom beat <laughs> thing that went on for a little That's bit hilarious. too long. And so it's where Picaro literally shaped this song and made it what it is. And for me, where the sirens sing and the church bells ring, I love the way that that flows yeah. melodically yeah. over the top. And now that now every time I hear that song, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to those words and think these they are they're totally superfluous and they really don't even make sense. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. And Picaro had the ability to do that on a lot of stuff, and he does it on probably Toto's biggest hits too. And yeah. we'll talk about okay. that as yeah. we close out the show. Um, this what I have to say about the Pretender is actually kind of an aside. Um, this song would have fit in really well with the show we're going to do next week as well. Really, because it, this song is really basically about um, selling out your ideals. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, good setup yeah. and a sneak preview. For yeah, next exactly. Week. It, like it fit. It would have fit so well into next week's show that we might play it next week again anyway. Because it just it's, it's it just, that good. It, well, it is that good, and it just fits so perfectly. Anyway, 76? 76. 
From 1976, this is Jackson Brown, produced by John Landau, featuring Jeff Picaro on the drums with The Pretender. On 95.1 KYMN. The the Yahtzee. I was going to say Ooksie. Oh, okay. shade of the freeway Gonna pack my lunch in the morning And go to work each day And when the evening rolls around I'll go on home and lay my body down And when the morning light comes streaming in I'll get up and
get it up again. I'm gonna be a happy idiot and struggle for the legal tender. The pretender who started out so young and strong, only to surrender.
Negotiations and love songs are often mistaken for one and the same. Now the man and the woman they remain in contact. Let us say it's for the child. With disagreements about the meaning of a marriage contract, conversations hard and wild. But from time to time, he just makes her laugh. She cooks a meal or two. Everybody loves the sound of a train in the distance. Everybody thinks it's true. Everybody loves the sound of a train in the distance. Everybody thinks it's true. What is the point of this story? What information pertains? The thought that life could be better is woven indelibly into our hearts and our brains. From 1983, that was Paul Simon with Train in the Distance. Danny? Yes, sir. I'm going to sing you a song about our maligned little brother, the Paul Simon album, Hearts and Bones. I really do like that record. I think Hearts and Bones may well be the single most underrated album of all time. Wow. Paul Simon watchers, like yeah. Paul, like the, the the Paul Simon crowd. I'm a huge Paul Simon fan, but I don't think yeah. I would call, put myself into like the the Paul Simon crowd, right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> like they all think that that Hearts and Bones is this like terrible album because because it was the first Paul Simon album that didn't sell very well. Mm-hmm. It was the very first one after like you know a, a run of at least ten years. Well, yeah, I mean and the album before this was One Trick Pony. I think the album before this was really 
concert in Central Park. I mean, oh, that's right. Was, yeah. They were just coming yeah. off yeah. Of, uh, the the reunion with with uh, Simon and Garfunkel, yeah. and like we were just talking about off off air, this was supposed to be a Simon and Garfunkel album, <laughs> and they had a falling out, and Paul Simon went into the studio and just erased Artie off of everything that was happening. But there's and, so many good songs. The late great Johnny Ace, Renee, and George at Magritte with their dog after the war. The, the title track, Hearts and Bones. Yeah. Um, and this one, Train in the Distance. This song, I I love yeah, this song. This is your pick, for and sure. It, yeah, totally might. But it, it's it's this song about how everybody needs to have something to look forward to. And, yeah. And if, if that something to look forward to happens to be something that might affect the, affect the rest of your life in a positive way, I mean, it's it's set against a divorce, right? Yeah. But like at the end, it's it's uh, it, it, it it it's 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 you know it's it's hopeful. It's a look end. towards the future. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and everyone loves the sound of a train in the distance. Yeah, right. Everyone every, everyone likes to have something to look forward to. Yeah, and it's and 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 it, you know anyway, I just and now the other thing I want to say about uh, about this this song, I said in the intro. That eventually, <laughs> everything that Jeff Percaro plays on eventually will start to swing. Yeah. Right? And for about eight seconds at the very end of that song, Percaro kicks in with a kit, man, and that song is swinging. This guy is so deep in the pocket, and the thing is, is you knew that he held that groove back, and he let it tightly spring out throughout the point of the entire song, and then he just unleashes it in the last few bars of the yeah. song. Yeah. I mean, the cat was that deep in the pocket. So don't ever give up hope, folks. There's always something to look for. Yeah, to. there always is. Um, next song is yours. Yeah. Okay. This song is from the 1988 album Toto's the Seventh One. Um, the name of the song is called "Stop Loving You." This, by far and away, I. This is probably one of my all-time favorite Toto songs, bar none, for a number of reasons. The band is totally on fire. And listening to it, you're going to hear background vocals by um, John Anderson from Yes. Mm -hmm. He's there. This has got my favorite lead singer in Toto's history. It's a guy by the name of Joseph Williams. Now, Who is back with Steve Lukather. Oh, yeah. The he's two of he's, them he's right been now. back for a very long time. The two of them are, are touring as Toto right now. Yeah. yeah, and they have been for a while. He, he came back on the Falling In Between album. And did some stuff with them. And he's actually, he was on 14 and a number of records. Anyhow, Joseph Williams, because everybody is so incestuous in this, you got Marty Page's kid, David. You've got Joe Picaro's son, uh, Jeff. And here you've got composer John Williams, Star Wars, Jaws, and all that kind of stuff. His kid, Joseph Williams. Interesting. Hanging out. And they all meet the same way. They're coming from the same yeah. background. This guy could literally sing the phone book, and I would instantly buy it. I love this guy's voice. I absolutely adore it. Um, the performance on here, the drum track is astonishing. The guitar parts, it gets into the last about minute and a half, and Joseph Williams' voice just builds at one point, and then it goes into this great drum break from Jeff Beccaro, and the song just explodes into a bazillion beats. And ah, oh, this for me, this is the height of Toto as an ensemble, just really clicking and blowing themselves to bits in this. And I love this song. 
the very passionate Dan Moyer. <laughs> I get kind of worked up a little bit. And, you know, I didn't even talk about the Simon signature on this one. No, we didn't. So from the album called The Seventh One, 1988? 1988. 
that I could be a, a, a DJ in the uh, on an FM station in the 1970s because then I could be like that was Buzz Skaggs <laughs> <laughs> Buzz yeah, Skaggs from, from his Middleman album that was Jojo yeah right? and that uh, <laughs> wow man you Mr. Historian you know that time has since passed we had Nirvana and everything. I wish to. I, I, I lived through the seventies, but I was you like, should... I was under ten. I wish, really wish, I could have been an adult in the seventies. <laughs> I would have had so much. You know, fun. that's that song's fun, and I guess that I hear the signature piece of that rhythm guitar. That's Ray Parker Jr. Yep, on on guitar, and of course he was with Radio and Ghostbusters and all that stuff. Um, and that's Lukather, Steve Lukather yep. on lead guitar there, yep. and 
man. By that point, Boz Skaggs was pretty secure in his career. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he was he was uh, selling out shows and mm-hmm. and making money. That's got that Procaro groove going in the back. <sighs> no there. question about so. that, folks. That's going to just about do it for this edition of the Weekly List. If you like the show, you can uh, uh, go find us on our... Well, first of all, you can podcast us by looking for the KYMN Radio Podcast on all of the podcast platforms, including Danny... Stitcher. Right. Or you can go find us on our program page uh, on the KYMN uh, website, kymnradio.net. Look under the Weekly List. You will find all the past shows that are archived... And we're right where we belong, right at the very bottom of that. <laughs> hey, man. We're no National Security Weekly, or National Security This Week, that's no. for sure. But, um, and, and, and you can find us on Facebook, uh, where I post every new show. Theoretically, I post every new show uh, on Friday. The last two weeks, I've, I've missed Friday, and it, it's oh. shown up on Saturday, but whatever. <laughs> I, 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 I promise to do better. Um, Look for us under the weekly list and also go like the KYMN Facebook page and go like the Imminent Brewing Facebook page because we love our patron and we love our sponsors. Yes. Okay. There was one more song that Danny and I agreed that had to be on this. Had to be on And I I think anyone who knows anything about Toto, they know that this is going to be Africa. Yes. From Toto 4. You know, the number one big hit, Africa. It's their biggest hit of their entire career. Yeah, well, it, it's it should it's, be. It's I think it might be their best song. I love this song. It's, you don't agree with me? Fine, I don't um, care. That's fine. I because you listen to all the other Toto <laughs> albums that no, like that, three other people have heard Hydra, I, and you're one of them. And Hydra is a pop album because I've got the Dune soundtrack too, man. So anyhow, you're the only. Um, not even Steve Lukather has heard the D- Dune soundtrack. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this song was written by David Page and Jeff Picaro. Yes. Um, now the thing that was interesting about this is, and I, honestly, this I'm going to get my last music nerd stuff in. Now, the basic drum part was recorded by Jeff Picaro and Lenny Castro. They were he's a percussionist, and they sat in the studio and they faced each other. The backbeat's on the three, so it has a halftime feel, and the 16th notes are on the hi-hat. That's what gives it that sound. There was no click track. Now, this is that's okay. the important thing. There's okay. no okay. click. Like, like, my, no, there are people's eyes just right. glazing okay. over Okay, a right click now. track is just a sound of dee, dee, yeah. Yeah. dee, and it's, it's used it's to the, keep it's, time. It's to keep the, uh, the, uh, the, the beat no, well, so that yeah, you wouldn't beat, lose it. With, with the tempo, that's the word I'm looking Picaro for. had such natural feel for time, he never needed a click track. Yeah. And there's no click track on this. He was a this. human metronome. He was a human metronome. Um, I think it's funny because we've played this song before, and I was giving the song Grief about, you know, this. Uh, what was it? Uh, Kilimanjaro raises like Olympus over the no. Serengeti. See, again... I, and and my like, point was my point was is that you're comparing a mountain to an, a mountain. Just a couple years ago, Steve Lukather and Steve Picaro later described the song Africa as dumb, and that some of the <laughs> lyrics were just placeholder lines, particularly the one that references Serengeti. Jack uh, Jeff actually thought about saving the song for a solo album because he didn't think it represented Toto. Which brings me back to my point. <laughs> Go ahead. Right, which is. The the way I originally heard those those lyrics, right? Sure as Kilimanjaro rises like a leprous above the Serengeti. But it's Olympus. Right, but my point is the You're way right. I heard it makes better sense and is a better line. Okay, well. And therefore, I am choosing to keep that <laughs> to in my heart. 
<laughs> well, anyhow, this was sure the thing as that... Kilimanjaro rises like a leprous above the Serengeti. I think that works much better. Well, his brother and Lukather said the song was dumb, but okay, because okay. of that line, and because, I'm changing. Well, it. they actually used to give Jeff some grief about it. They thought it, it was stupid. Again, again, I'm know, changing the line. the The thing that's fun about this. Is just off the side, we've played this before, but January 2019, there was a sound installation that was set up in an undisclosed location in the Nambib Desert that plays this song in a constant loop, and it was powered by solar batteries allowing the song to be played indefinitely. So right out there, right now, somewhere in the middle of an African desert, the song Africa is playing, and as soon as it's done, it will play again and play again. I think that's beautiful. Isn't that kind of a cool idea? And that's the best way to end this show this week. Anyhow, Jeff, man. Jeff Picaro, man. Thank thanks you. for everything. And as it's written on your, your tombstone, our love doesn't end here. It lives forever on the wings of time. Amen. God bless you. Jeffrey Thomas Picaro. Thank you, sir. And thanks to all of you for listening. We do love you. We appreciate you. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. All right. Peace.
Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN radio podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety, 24-7.